Hi everybody, Cassidy here. I somehow managed to record on the wrong microphone, so this entire bonus episode is recorded on my onboard microphone, at least on my end. Um, so you're going to notice a decrease in quality. Uh, that said, the content of the episode is still pretty good, and it's still pretty listenable, at least in my opinion. So, sorry for that, but I hope you enjoy. New Year, who dis? It's kids and their dog. <laughs> That's right, we're doing a short bonus episode this month instead of the regular thing because of everything that's happened this month, really. Everything. Uh, so let's uh, try to get back in the swing of the things for a brand new year. Heck yeah. Uh, instead of a movie, we're just going to talk about crossovers because... Crossovers are a very important part of the Scooby-Doo brand. Mm -hmm. From things as far back as one of the like the third television show Scooby-Doo technically had, as far as just the name goes, it's basically the same animation style as the first one, etc., etc. Yeah, but everybody knows it's like Scooby-Doo meets yeah Scooby-Doo meets Batman or Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters and so on. The Adams Family. The Adams Family. I I didn't realize, and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't give myself enough time. Uh, but man, it's the Adams Family too. Yeah, Scooby Doo's Laugh Olympics. <laughs> like it's even some of their more recent films, like uh, Scooby Doo meets Kiss. <laughs> WWE. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, not to mention that even like they have Scooby-Doo comics, and there's an entire line dedicated to Scooby-Doo teaming up with other comic book characters or other Hanna-Barbera characters. Heck yeah. Heck, I think there was even a, like, an issue or a series of issues where Scooby-Doo teams up with Godzilla and all of the other kaiju monsters. I did see that on that list of crossovers I was looking at, yeah. It's wild. Um, so today we're just going to talk about crossovers in general, and also some of our favorite Scooby-Doo crossovers. Um, so yeah, what's your favorite Scooby-Doo crossover? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, I was also just asking you, but... <laughs> oh! <laughs> it sounded like you were asking the audience. Um, the biggest one I remember from my childhood was... Scooby-Doo meets Johnny Bravo. And I honestly got to say is like that one was probably my favorite if only because the uh, my glasses, where are my glasses? I can't see without my glasses. My glasses, I can't be seen without my glasses. I have quoted that in my day-to-day life so often. And it's just like, part of thinking now. So I, I have to say that in particular is probably my favorite. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yours? 
See, there's like a lot of really good ones is the thing. <laughs> I mean, I think I've already mentioned what my actual answer here is so many times before. Probably. <laughs> but I am going to give a shout out to stuff like uh, OKKO's OK fairly recent episode where they just had all of the ghoul school kids mm-hmm. in the episode, which was really neat. Yeah, um, I actually went out of my way to find that while it was still available legally online. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I've not gotten to see the Captain Planet one, even though I really want to. <laughs> but it's it's got to be the Mystery Inc. episode where Scooby-Doo has a fever dream <laughs> and teams up with all of the other Hanna-Barbera mystery-solving mascots to save all <laughs> the mystery-solving teens. <laughs> uh, fever dream. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's literally a fever dream. That's beautiful. Alright, we do have some questions before we get into some just... Another question that I have for both of us. Let's see. Uh, What's the first one we're going to do? Let's go with... uh, Charlie, at Magical underscore Pride on Twitter, asks... If Scooby-Doo crossed over with a modern cartoon, which one would you want to see? Which one would you not want to see? Not want to see. I have an answer for the not want to see. Um, And I'm trying to avoid doing anything like this because I think, you know, I haven't watched a lot of the shows where I, you know, some people have negative opinions about modern cartoons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, My reason for not wanting to see it is actually a little bit different. I don't want to see actual Scooby-Doo, the mystery solving gang team or do a crossover with OKKO. I think it's a lot more interesting Mm. if they stick with some of the side characters or if they just leave it with Ghoul School as a one-off. Right, I gotcha. It's just, I think it's a lot more um, entertaining that way. Yeah, it's it's more of a a fun nudge as opposed to straight up a crossover. Mm -hmm. Do you have one you don't want to see? Um, hmm. I actually had to think to myself, my gosh, what are the newer Cartoon Network Yeah, Let me like pull up cartoons. a list of Cartoon Network's 2018-2019 lineup. The problem is, is I don't... I'm not watching a lot of cartoons at the moment. I have a few mm. particular ones that I am watching. Uh, okay, lie. I have one I'm watching, con- like, consistently. Anything else I'm just reading fanfiction for. Because <clears throat> I don't need to have a canon to read fanfiction at all. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I had no idea Unikitty has a cartoon. What? Uh... Is that still going? Uh, oh, yeah, it's like one of the acquired from Lego ones. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. I, I saw remember the... when they announced that. I I don't think I've seen a single episode of it. Hmm. Um, the Cartoon Network one. original programming, as of right now, just so everyone knows, um, is The Amazing World of Gumball, which I thought ended or was canceled. I don't Maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking of regular show, but I thought Gumball also got the axe at some point. Uh, Steven Universe, We Bear Bears, The Powerpuff Girls, Mighty Magiswords, uh, Ben 10, OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes. 
I still prefer OKKO Lakewood Plaza Turbo. I mm-hmm. just think it's a more <laughs> it's a more unique name for sure. <laughs> uh, Apple and Onion, Craig of the Creek, and Summer Summer Camp Island, which I have no idea what that is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have an answer for this. Uh, I don't know how I would fit with Steven Universe. That's for sure. It'd be very um, awkward. Let me see if we have a list of what's their upcoming stuff. Yeah, Amazing World of Gumball is going to 2019. Wow. Uh, their upcoming shows include Victor and Valentino, um, which could be fun, I think. Um, I've only seen the pilot of that, but they went to hell. So that was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, Infinity Train, which was pretty good. The original pilot short for that and is a tr- like a majestic ent- land entirely of corgis. Oh my god. Well? Um, Elliot from Earth, which does not have a Wikipedia page, so I couldn't tell you anything about it. And Villainous, which I thought was a thing that already existed. I, I thought oh, that it's too. it's a web series. That's fine. Um, they also, um, coming up at some point this year, is DC Superhero Girls and Thundercats Roar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all I'm thinking of is maybe potential things that may work, not necessarily what I wouldn't want to see. Mm-hmm. Um... I think Ben 10 would actually be a pretty fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because all of those aliens are basically monsters. But <laughs> Ben, like as a character, feels uh-huh. like he might fit in with the crew pretty easily. <laughs> um, and not to mention uh, Grandpa Tennyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in the original Ben 10 series, I don't know much about the 2016 take on Grandpa Tennyson. That he would be like a perfect fit. Man, my younger self is ashamed of me, because I had no idea Benicula was a thing that was actually a cartoon. And I oh, feel... Yeah. like, And it's been going on for a, a while. I think it. I think the date was 2016, is what I saw. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? Say what? Since when? Uh, so, let's ignore... The uh, limitations of it having to be on the Turner Broadcasting Network. Mm. What, uh, aside from that, cartoons on other networks, anything there that you might be interested in the crossover with? Oh, boy. Ooh. Hmm. I recently watched um, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's It's real good. And... I'm gay for, like, so many of those characters. It's amazing. Um, It's like, they're gonna give the gays everything they want kind of amazing. That would be really interesting as a kind of, like, mystery potential. I don't know. Oh, I just realized that we never actually introduced ourselves. Oh, yeah! Um, And there is something I do want to do going forward in this new year. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Is pronouns also. Those are important. Mm. Um, hi, I'm Cassidy. She, her. I'm Lava. They, them. And that's the introductions. 
10 minutes into the episode. Whoops. So yeah, Carmen San Diego. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the question was what not to cross over. Oh, it, there is yeah. one with and then what, what not. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right, cool. Um, I think the one one that I would want, but does would not be possible because of networks and also because the show is over. Um, Gravity Falls might be fun. Oh man! Like early oh, Gravity man. Falls too, specifically. That, that's lost potential right there. Gosh, that would have been amazing. Like obviously, it would never have worked, but man, just thinking about that, that would have been beautiful. Mm-hmm. Especially it, like fitting in before um, the reve- the big reveal kind of thing. Oh yeah, it has it, to be early on in the show, or else I think the you know, tone supernaturalness of the show is just too different. Yeah, in the beginning, it's it's more strange and uncertain. Yep, and it would definitely have Shaggy in a red shirt. Yes, indeed, it would. All right. What other questions do we have? Uh, Charlie also asked, if Scooby was a different dog breed, what kind of dog would you think would work? So it's so funny, because I don't think of him as a Great Dane. He's just Scooby. So it would have to be an aesthetic choice, not, like, Mm -hmm. obviously behavioral, because he doesn't behave like a... Great Dane, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, I think... But, oh, go ahead. But he would have to be a big dog. Mm, absolutely. It's just um, that classic image of the giant dog Scooby jumping into Shaggy's arms. It has to be a big dog. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the only ones I can think of that would work still is a St. Bernard. Mm. Maybe a Great Pyrenees. There, the shaggy white dogs, <laughs> um, sweet, absolute sweethearts, but completely enormous. It's like the ones I know have have known in the past. It's like their skulls are bigger than my hand, and they're beautiful dogs. Um, that one might that one might work. I know we just said it has to be a big dog, mm-hmm. but what about a greyhound? That's that might work. It's it's not a big dog, but it's big enough. Maybe. And they're fast. They're very fast. And so, they're like real skinny, so Yeah. It would also like play into like the shivering cowardice. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus then he could wear a sweater. <laughs> yes. Yes, perfect. Alright, we have a question in from Sky Star Unicode symbol. At Genosha Gal on Twitter. Do you prefer a crossover between series or a melting pot like Smash Brothers or Kingdom Hearts? I'm going to ignore the Kingdom Hearts part of that. Kingdom Hearts part of that uh, for now, just because we are in like a weird time to talk about that, in which I don't want to talk about it at all because Kingdom Hearts 3 is soon, and there's a lot of people trying to dodge spoilers of the show entirely, or series entirely, and I'm even still playing through it. So, mm-hmm. keeping that off the table. Okay. Um, I appreciate that, because I've never played it, and I don't yeah. Yeah, know anything about it. I know a future guest on the show has to literally avoid 
any information about Kingdom Hearts in order for a different podcast they do to work. Mm, yeah. The only thing I know about Kingdom Hearts is that it has Disney characters in it. And yeah. random characters that are original to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I, I personally prefer um, in-between series as opposed to Melting Pot. Just because when you do Melting Pot, it almost feels um, like a mashup, which is different from a crossover, and mashups are more like the cash-grabby things that people complain about. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a reason... Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it was a fever dream and not an actual crossover. The Scooby-Doo meeting up with all mm. the others. See, I still qualify that as a crossover, not a mashup. Well, oh, okay, gotcha. Mashups are like when you see that graphic t-shirt that has Deadpool and a TARDIS or whatever. Oh. I- At least in my personal definition of the gotcha. phrases I haven't actually ever done any research on differences between the two words but so uh, in your definition a mashup would be two very glaringly different uh, genres coming or together even similar genres mashed together for the sole purpose of having them mashed together gotcha um, like Basically, a mashup is like one of those coexist stickers, but instead of all of the religious symbols, it's popular culture symbols. Ah. Um, Whereas a crossover is like a book or a fan fiction. Mm hmm. Makes sense. Um, Like some of my favorite crossovers ever are even more closely knit than just two series, and it's rather just the one series crossing over with itself, Mm -hmm. which is fun. Looking at you, Ninja Turtles. You've done it twice, and I love it both times. <laughs> um, I I like the like random settings, like just suddenly, oh hey, there's Batman. Oh hey, there's a spooky house, and it has the Adams family in it. It's a a little bit different nowadays because art styles are so different between different cartoons that it's very difficult to do a, a crossover. Well, not very difficult, but it, it there has to be a reason why mm-hmm. characters look different or suddenly they're in a completely different style. Uh, yeah. Like Jimmy Neutron and the Fairly Odd Parents, which is still, for some reason, in my head it, as a crossover was, that existed. It was so good the first time that they did it two more times. Yeah. Mm. Those two more times, just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's... Hmm. But but they can also do very well, like Spider-Verse, which has very different art styles, but still meshes well together. Absolutely. Um, speaking of like it being an issue with modern cartoons, sometimes to have that issue of clashing art styles, there are actually two currently running... Um, Cartoon Network series that have managed to pull off crossovers fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Or, I say fairly easily, but in like a very convincing way. Mm-hmm. Especially in matches with how the shows work. Um, the first one, chronologically, is the time Uncle Grandpa showed up in Steven Universe. Oh yeah, I remember that. I don't think I ever watched it, but I remember it happened. Yeah, it was just like a very... I don't remember the context of it within the show as a greater whole, but mm-hmm. it set up 
I remember because I kept talking about this all the time with friend of the show Marcus. Yeah. Uh, with um, it's because of how Uncle Grandpa did does the crossing between worlds, and at the end, he even has like a checklist of other worlds that he's going to or has been to already, including Ed, Ed, and Eddie, or uh-huh. Chowder. Uh, I think it also listed uh, Clarence on there, stuff like that. Um, it almost set up a recreation of the city from the like mid two thousands Cartoon Network sort of promotions deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, which heard- that is also a crossover, but in this description would be listed as a melting pot, which I mm-hmm. that's a weird thing to describe a crossover as. Mm-hmm. It it was more of a who framed Roger Rabbit kind of deal going on. There. Yeah, it felt like they were actors, and then they had their shows that they would act in. Not and they had similar personalities as their characters on the shows, but it still felt like they were just living there, not necessarily they were having their shows be a part of this city. If that makes yeah. sense. Um. Just like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. All of the all of the characters in Super Mario are actors. Huh. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. Shigeru Miyamoto has said so himself. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I also want to put forth the idea that Smash Brothers is not a crossover, and here's why. Uh-huh. Um, in Smash Brothers, the canonical reasoning for how it exists with all these different characters is that it's basically kids playing with action figures. Yeah. Um, which is great. It's perfect. It's like a great example of having a good reason to do a crossover. Oh, okay. I never mentioned the second crossover that Cartoon Network's done. Oh, yeah. Um, which is actually pretty accurate to right now. It's um, OKKO, which I was done crossovers with other stuff, did a big crossover event called Crisis Nexus, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, it's very DC. Yeah. And, sorry, it was crossover, it was something like that. Crisis or crossover Nexus, something like that. Um, it was... Steven, or not Steven, um, OK, KO from OK KO, mm-hmm. Garnet from Steven Universe. Oh, yeah. Ben from the newer Ben 10 show, and Raven from Teen Titans Go. Right. They were all sucked into another dimension that was the city from the original Cartoon Network promotions. Wow. Um,. And there was this Deathstroke kind of character who was just bringing in characters from other shows to kill them. Mm. Or cancel them, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was a fun thing. Um, and at the end of that episode, they do a team attack that ref- very quickly references basically every single major cartoon that Cartoon Network has ever done. Wow. There's a freeze frame you can get of uh, Double D throwing a very big punch. (laughs) Really? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, Basically, how it works is they uh, use the power of 
however the crossover thing was happening, to turn Ben's Omnitrix on. But instead of it getting all of the aliens, it was all of the cartoons. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, so why Smash Brothers is not a crossover? (laughs) I will say, just as a quick, being sucked into another universe is a good basis of converging art styles or creating a completely new art style for Mm -hmm. all of the characters to then be similar. As opposed yeah. to having, uh, you know, them being wildly, like, one CG, one uh, 2D, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Smash Brothers. Yes. Is not actually a spin-off crossover game. It's the game that every other Nintendo game is a spin-off of. Wait. Say that one more time. So... Super Smash Brothers is not a crossover of every other Nintendo franchise. Uh-huh. Um, third parties aren't really counted on this. That's an actual crossover. Uh-huh. Um, but let's say, for example, Smash Brothers Melee, the first, the last Smash Brothers game to not have a third party character in it. That game is not a crossover of different franchises. It is the second game in a series that every other Nintendo franchise is a spinoff of. Hmm. Uh, in this theory. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of the other Nintendo franchises are just different stories being told with those toys. That makes that's interesting. That's why the Zelda timeline doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's why there hasn't been an F Zero game in forever is because they lost all of the other F Zero toys. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Makes perfect sense. Alright. Last question we have received from a listener for today is, if the gang were Power Rangers, what would their colors be? Do you have any thoughts on this? Because I think I figured it out. Um, I do not. Uh, Did we say who that was from? Oh, sorry. That is from Tanner. Last name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I've only heard it pronounced properly once. And that was a couple weeks ago. Um, at Sparky Upstart on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really put a lot of thought into that. I don't know. Like, considering, despite the fact that uh, the the movie with Ivan Ooze is carved into my soul, I haven't actually mm-hmm. watched a lot of Power Rangers, and I don't know if the colors correspond to certain personalities. Uh, so generally, they. They kind of do. It's mm-hmm. um, red is always the leader. Oh, oh, okay. Blue is generally like the second in command slash the smart one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pink is the compassionate one, uh, the heart of the team, basically. Uh huh. Yellow is usually just the one who can kick the most. Ass- oh, he's obviously a mastermind criminal dog. Oh my god. So by these descriptions, uh, and finally, green is or green slash black is alternatively the weapons expert or just the other one. <laughs> um. So by these definitions, Fred would be red, huh? <laughs> yep. Uh, Velma would be what was it? Blue. 
blue. Velma would be blue. Daphne would be yellow. I think Daphne would be pink. Um, uh, I guess it depends. Yeah, I get why you want to say yellow. I just I think Daphne wouldn't allow herself to be in yellow. That's the only reason I'll stray from it. Look. Yes. Okay. I I concede this argument. Plus, Shaggy is a canonical master of hand-to-hand combat. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, so Shaggy would be yellow, and then Scooby would be green. The other one. Yes. Um, and then I guess if you want any character as a sixth. Sixth Ranger, you know, like your White Rangers, your Gold Rangers, etc. Um, I don't know, Hot Dog Water, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like it would just depend on the canon, but I, I, yellow is definitely not a Daphne color, just as a general. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Alright, um, so last thing on the show, I guess, is just, let's pitch a theoretical Scooby-Doo crossover movie event. Ooh. We've done this before. Yes, we um, have. We've thought uh, this. Even on just, like, a previous episode, I think we talked about Scooby-Doo crossed over with Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. We, privately, have <laughs> talked about this was like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scooby-Doo crossed over with the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Casey Jones and Fred Jones are cousins. Yes. I tweeted about that. And yes. Uh, it's true. Yes. I think we were talking about their family, their cousins, but in that weird way where you're not really sure how you're cousins, but you're cousins. Yeah. Except they specifically know the exact relation and say it every time. <laughs> um, but there's like a good crossover of characters there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, and let's say this is like Zombie Island era Daphne. Mm-hmm. A news reporter. Blazer and everything. Yeah. April O'Neil, also a news reporter. Thelma and Donatello. Of course. Scooby and Mikey, etc. Mm-hmm. There's there would be that thing where first Scooby and Shaggy are like completely scared out of their wits, and then they eat a pizza or something. <laughs> uh, the I think we decided the plot of this would be that Shredder, Bebop, <laughs> Rocksteady, and a fourth person. I... Or maybe not even a fourth person. Maybe it's just the three of them mm-hmm. uh, dressing up as fake ninja turtles <laughs> to basically generate <laughs> bad PR buzz and make the city uh, on edge. Yeah. So that way the turtles have a harder time sneaking around in their trench coats and hats. I feel as if this has been, like, that kind of sort of plot might have been done in the 1987 cartoon uh, I exactly it's gotta have been and it's per- it fits perfectly yes 
So that way, at the end of the movie, you do still have them unmasking somebody. Mm-hmm. It's fun to think about. Crossovers are, are like, there's so much potential. Yeah, I think crossovers get a bad rap because of mashups. Yeah. It's like, a lot of the times, there's there's this issue with characterization, where a character in a crossover might get flanderized, and mm. they're not really that character from the original show. So it always kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's like, ugh, what a bad crossover. But that's just a, that's just bad writing. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole purpose of thinking about, oh, what if this character met this character is exploring what those characters would say to each other, how they would react to each other and everything like that. So, I don't know, I, I love crossovers. It's like, there's so much potential. But it all depends on how it's written. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, fanfiction crossovers are better than anything that mass media has produced. Yeah. Mass media manages to nail it a few times. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that's about it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a fun thing in uh-huh. that crossover Nexus thing. Oh? Uh, where at the end, when they're all returning back to their worlds, uh, their portals have the name, like the logo of their show above them. Uh-huh. Uh, and Raven's about to go home and then notices that it's not the Teen Titans Go logo, it's the <laughs> original Teen Titans logo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is so cool. And asks us to change it before... A problem happens. Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, crossovers are good, actually. Mm-hmm. I would say talk to us more about your favorite crossover ideas, but probably not a good idea to harass our guest on our next show. <laughs> we'll read them afterwards. Yeah. You can find the show on Twitter at kids and their dog you can send us emails or you could send us questions to the twitter but if you have any limitations as far as text goes that way you can send us an email at and their dumb dog at gmail.com or visit our website there's nothing there except for the episodes but it's there <laughs> and that's kids and their dog.wordpress.com you can find me on twitter at Mad Lobotanist, M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, where I tweet about stuff. Um, I'll also probably be announcing some new projects soon, so maybe check out that, <laughs> uh, as far as podcasts go, even. And you can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. I don't tweet that much, so... It's accurate, though. Yeah. Yep. So, until next month, bring me pictures! Pictures of Spider-Man!